look, uh, we've got the power perspective from Matthew Primus. Let's get the Crows perspective uh, from, well, well, he spent most of his time with the Cats, didn't he? What a champion footballer he was. Uh, Brenton Sanderson, so reliable in that back line Absolutely. for the Cats for many, many years. He ended up coaching the Crows for 69 games, and we welcome him to, onto our show. G'day, Sando. Are you there? Hang on. There you go. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I got you there. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. No, that's easy. Thanks for having me on. Good on you. So let's uh, get the Crows' perspective of showdowns. Um, What's it like coaching in them? Uh, Well, obviously, there's a fair bit of anxiety around the result because, um, you know, that team, the winning team, gets bragging rights for for, uh, for the next time you play that season or, you know, throughout the summer. So I guess the winner of this game gets the uh, gets the whole summer to gloat and uh, obviously the Crows are trying to get the, cl- the, cr- the clean sweep after uh, Jordan Dawson kicks that um, mm. you know, goal after the sign to get the Crows over the line earlier in the season. So, um, I mean, they're always great games. It's such a fierce rivalry and, I mean, the state's divided, of course, by um, either Adelaide or, or Port, Al- Port-, Port Adelaide. And I know there's a lot of people that barrack for other AFL teams, but they do have a leaning to either Adelaide or Port Adelaide. So, um, Port Adelaide obviously super traditional club and you know won a lot of premierships in the SA and NFL before coming into the AFL but Adelaide start-up um, um, team in the, in the AFL in 1991 and sort of hit the ground running pretty quick they um, you know established themselves uh, as a as a real competitor almost from from day one so um, yeah it's always been a great rivalry between these two teams and expecting no different on the weekend. It uh, was here, mate. As a, as a coach, did you change your sort of pre-game for those games or you just didn't have to? Is it that real between the players? Or Yeah, you're right. It's, you don't really have to. I mean, the build-up's um, enormous, you know, in Adelaide and talkback radio over there and the news has just dominated that week about um, about those two teams and um, and how they're going to go. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a while, I guess, since both teams have you know, both been out of the both been out of the eight it, it's been Port Adelaide that have had you know the I guess more success when you talk about ladder position over the last sort of three or four years and you know the Crows lost that grand final to Richmond back in 2017 uh, that's that's when they were really red hot but um, it's it doesn't really matter it's it's the same with all those those showdowns those rivalries the, the, the derbies across in Perth you know it doesn't really matter where the teams are on the ladder it's always always a really close game and um, you know um, I'm, I'm sure this one will be have a little bit of singing as well you know Port, Port Adelaide like I said won't want to lose two showdowns in one year that'll that'll really upset their fans <laughs> I bet it will uh, what, what sense did you get of it uh, Brenton when you're uh, when you're playing for Geelong um, so, so you played throughout the you know your whole time with the Cats when Port Adelaide were in the competition did you ever get over to watch a showdown while you were playing or was that did you just get, get the vibe off the TV for these, these things? Yeah, no, I was always just watching on TV, and there's always been some great dust-ups. And, you know, I was lucky enough to coach uh, the Crows in a couple of showdowns. I mean, yeah. a couple of wins and a couple of losses. And probably the one that sticks in my memory the, 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 the most is when, um, oh, who was it uh, that kicked the goal where it, it took a right-hand turn? Oh, uh, um, Monfries. Yes. Ball was going through for a point, pretty <laughs> much landed on the point. Uh, on, on the line in between the points and then just took a right-hand turn and trickled through for a goal in the last quarter, which gave Port Adelaide the lead in the last... Well, it, was, it was pretty much in time on. So there's been some heartbreaking moments, unfortunately, in, um, in showdowns for me personally. But, 
um, yeah, they're always fun to coach in. And, you know, um, I, I said to Ken Hickley when he took the Port Adelaide job that um, nothing really compares throughout that se- throughout the year to those games. They're the ones that the fans care about the most and knocking off their arch rivals. And, um, I know, I'm not sure what number showdown we're up to, but um, they've always been really close games. And as I said, the, the bragging rights for the winner um, is, is all really that the, the fans sort of care about. Are, are we going to see some class at the end? Because Robbie Gray's retiring. Are, we, are Adelaide going to stay out on the ground, do you think? Oh, they will, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> even though the fans get pretty fired up, and obviously the players will um, yeah. um, will be really competitive on the ground, I think, I think you know, Robbie Gray's universally loved across the industry. He's been a, been such an awesome player, you know, he's... he's um, He's an absolute star, so I'm sure I'm sure the the Crows fans will do the right things, and I'm sure the, the players will will give him their respect and um, you know guard of honour that he deserves. He's had a he's had a stellar career, obviously hampered by injuries and what have you, but um, yeah, he's been a, he's been an absolute ripper. Do you, do you have a thought on the prison bar jumper thing that uh, it's been brought up and whether Port Adelaide should wear it? Um, do you have an opinion on that? Oh, I don't really mind. Yeah, I think it's I mean it's. <laughs> so much history with the Port Adelaide Football Club I know it's a different although their roots are from Port Adelaide um, the SANFL team and now they're in the AFL but yeah, you know, I, I can't see too, too much problem if they wear the prison bar jumper against the Crows in showdowns I, I don't really see too much problem with that I know there'd be a, there'd be a controversy if they rolled it out against uh, Collingwood um, that's, that's where it all sort of stems from I guess but yeah, I don't, I don't have too much issue, Matt. Oh, and as a former coach, and you've obviously got contact with some current coaches, and how do you see the uh, the coaching week that's been? Uh, obviously, it's a very ruthless business, but how have you seen it? Uh, yeah, obviously, I've watched I've watched really closely the stuff that's happening with Essendon, and obviously, Alistair Clarkson, um, one of the greatest coaches our game's seen. He's probably got the pick of a couple of different clubs, and it looks like he's sort of going to settle either on Essendon or... Um, or North Melbourne, um, which puts poor old Ben Rutten in a fair bit of mm. um, uh, puts, puts Ben Rutten in an awkward situation because he's got to sit and wait for the for the phone call to come and come and see the the chairman and the CEO, which are, which are, are never great phone calls to take. So yeah, I mean it's it's it just hasn't plumbed. It's it's a ruthless industry, you know that when you when you enter the coaching ranks, um, and you know for most coaches it ends quite poorly. There's, um, there hasn't been many coaches that have sort of gone out on their own terms, but um, you know that when you accept the role, that it, at one day you're going to get um, you're going to get told that you're no longer wanted. So um, unfortunately, Ben Rutten's has to um, has to experience that now. What, what would you do, uh, Sando, in this situation? I mean, uh, it's very admirable what Ben Rutten's uh, you know going to do on Saturday. I mean, we all we all think that he'll not be there next year. Um, would you coach or would you hand in the resignation, or what, how would you handle it? Oh, I think he'd still like to finish off the year. You know, it's um, it's only a few days now till the final game. I think he'd, he'd like to go out. Um, you know, obviously do his best job as he can on on, on the weekend. Um, you know, uh, S and B Richmond are always big games, and I'm sure he'd love to to just for his own peace of mind and sort of signal off. And but yeah, it's I mean it's sort of highly unlikely now with what we've seen in the last few days that he'd be there next year. I mean he's still contracted, but um, it'd be really difficult for him, regardless of what happens with Alistair Clarkson, for him to him to return. So 
I guess we watch it. I'm sure. I mean, he'll, he'll go out with a lot of class. He's, he's <coughs> obviously a really good footy person. So mm. I can't I can't see any issues with him. You know, walking out to, doing the best in his last game. And if, uh, as far as other coaches out there, um, Nathan is off the table. Would you have any insight on that? Oh, not really. I, I mean, I have to sort of take it on face value. And yeah. I've, I've heard him mention a couple of times publicly, and I, we've sort of spoken privately that at the moment he's got no interest in coaching uh, in 2023. But um, yeah, who knows? I mean, circumstances change, and you know, if the right role came up, but um, I think he's pretty adamant that he wants to sit out again. Uh, next year, I think he's enjoying his time in the media, and um, yeah. But I mean, you never know. I mean, if all the pieces of the jigsaw are in place, and you sort of feel like, from you know, a board level, uh, a list, a list. Um, if if you sort of feel like the squad is is strong, and um, you know, you're, you're happy with the people in in different roles in the club, but you know, you sort of feel like you'd be you'd be crazy to turn down a, a big club who are in a bit of a sweet spot. Yeah. So, um, sort of never say never, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I, I think um, it does burn you out. You know, Bucks did it for ten years, and um, a lot of guys. You sort of see Leon Cameron, who stepped away from the Giants earlier in the season. You know, um, it doesn't hurt to have a bit of time to reflect and reset, and you know, um, realign your goals to what you want to do and where you want to go. And um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where a few of those guys end up in in not just next year, but, you know, in sort of three, three or four years' time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is coaching worth it, Sando? Like, I mean, you're, you're under so much pressure the whole time you're doing the, the job. Um, did, did you find it rewarding? Oh, yeah, I loved it, yeah. yeah. I, mean, it's, um, I mean, obviously, the holy grail is to, you know, hold up the Premiership Cup on that last Saturday in September at the MCG, and whenever you accept a role, that's what you dream about, you know, that's the... That's the the carrot that's dangled in front of you. You know, is that every every young coach or every first time coach just thinks, you know, what if I can replicate what some of the greats have done? You know, and you know, become a premiership coach. And um, but yeah, it's, it's it's very difficult. The stress is enormous, and the, the pressure that comes on you and your family. And now in the days of you know, footy media, but also through social media, you can't really escape it either. It's a twenty four seven role, and. Um, you know, your phone rings constantly and it's typically problems, you know. It's 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 very rarely someone ringing to tell you that you've you've done a good job or do, doing a good job. It's mostly because people either, you know, have identified a problem or, you know, there's a player or there's staff or whoever who aren't, who aren't happy. So, um, you know, obviously there's players who are looking for, for trades or... Um, yeah, so it can, it can be an extremely stressful job. Um, but if you enjoy being in the spotlight and you've got a pretty thick skin and you don't mind people saying really negative things about you, then, yeah, jump in and have a crack at it. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound uh, nice at all. <laughs> no, really, I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing quite like it. I mean, um, I don't know, probably seeing your management positions in most organisations when you talk about the CEO or whatever, there's some really difficult decisions to make and there's a lot of pressure to, to sort of satisfy stakeholders. But, um, but yeah, ultimately, you, you get out there um, and you run around and you practice and you prepare to win and, you go to work every day um, and, you know, sort of hang out with between 45 and 50 young men between the ages of 18 and sort of 35 and, you know, you sort of talk footy all day. So it's mm-hmm. there is some positives and um, if you can get the right coaching group and the right staff around you when you talk about sort of doctors and physios and 
sports psychologists and footy managers and things like that, it can be um, it can be extremely rewarding. But yeah. we know that it's performance based and mm. uh, results driven. So unless you can make finals and finish in the top four, give yourself a good chance to win a premiership, um, becomes quite a, a stressful, demanding um, role. And I mean, I've got young children, and I'd, I'd, I'd hate for my kids to have to go to school. And then defend me, you know, and um, you know if their if their classmates or whatever are saying negative things, which we hear a lot about. You know, coaches coaches are sort of having to have their kids defend them at school. It's a, it's it's a really challenging position to put your young family in. So it's probably good when your kids are a bit older, or if you've got no kids. So yeah, that that would sort of count me out at the moment. I'm I'm very happy just um, you know enjoying family life without without the stress of being a senior coach at the moment. Well, that's well-deserved. Uh, your career has taken a sort of another little turn at the moment. You've got something coming up sort of on, on radio. Um, yep. For me, look, I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I've never done anything like that. I was a copper for 24 years. But since been doing this, I've sort of heard or listened a bit more to sort of the way people talk on media. And there's a lot of negativity out there. What... Uh, Sort of, what way are you going to approach things? You're going to be obviously. How are you going to approach things? Oh, well, I mean, I always see the positive side of everything. You know, I'm um, I'm a glass half full um, person, and and I guess because I've been in the coalface and I've seen footy up close, but you know, as a player and a coach, you know, I understand the pressures that go with it, and um, it's very easy to to criticise from the cheap seats. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I typically look at more of the positive side of it and I mean I'll sort of call a spade a spade as well like if I see something that I don't like I'll, I'm not afraid to mention it but yeah, ultimately I know that you know people are trying to do the best they can so um, so yeah I mean if there's one winner each year and 17 teams that don't win we often look at those other 17 teams as being failures but um, but you know there'll be there'll be half a dozen sides this year that'll that we'll talk about at season's end that, you know, have had, have had really good seasons, you know, sides like Fremantle who have really improved and even the Crows, you know, I think the Crows look like they're on the improve. They've had a really good sort of back half of the year after a really slow start. Um, I really enjoyed Brisbane watching them play. Um, I know they've got some defensive um, things that are holding them back at the moment, but they're such a fun team to watch. Um, you know, teams like Carlton, they're, you know, massive improvers, although they're sort of limping and stumbling towards the end. But um, they've been, a, you know, the way that Vossi's got them playing, that hard-nosed, contested um, style of footy. You know, they've got some gun forwards, uh, obviously classy midfield. The story of Sam Doherty coming back and, you know, um, overcoming his illness and, and having a, having a probably an All-Australian season. So, I mean, there's... You can go through every club and find find the positives in all of them, you know. But, um, unless you're sort of those bottom two or three, you know. We've talked about Essendon having some struggles and, you know, North Melbourne just... I mean, on the field, they can't seem to take a trick, but off the field, they've, you know, financially, they've removed their debt. They've got record membership. They've got new facilities at Arden Street. Um, you know, it sort of feels like it's only going to take two or three years, potentially, to, to see them get some shared experience amongst some of those, you know really good young players keep topping up at the draft maybe get some free agents and and they'll improve soon so um so yeah there's there's sort of positives to be found everywhere in footy if you if you're prepared to look for them yeah, it certainly is and one of them is the cats they're just uh, unstoppable at the minute your old mop uh, tell us can anyone beat them or is it the premierships uh theirs for the taking oh uh, it looks like they're favorites and they should be they've had a yes. really good season i mean I, I saw them absolutely smash the bombers in round one uh, they won by almost 100 points in round one, and I just thought, wow, this is this is an adjustment I really like. The way that they're moving the ball now, you know, quicker, 
more direct, get the ball in faster to Cameron and to, to Hawkins. And, you know, those boys have both had outstanding seasons, over 100 goals between them. So, um, yeah, there's doesn't look like there's much of a weakness there at the moment. But um, And, you know, with Dangerfield, you know, if he, if he can potentially get back to his best, he's, he's the sort of, you know, the wild card for them in September. So, yeah, it looks like it's theirs, it's theirs for the taking. But, um, you know, I mentioned Brisbane. I think they're a real shot. I like the Swans. Obviously, Collingwood's form's fantastic. Um, Fremantle on their day, who knows? And obviously, you know, Melbourne last year's... Last year's uh, Premiership winners, they're, they're probably right in the mix as well. So um, there's probably Geelong and about five or six other contenders who on their day, you know, sort of anything can happen. But it looks like it's there for the Cats, doesn't it? It does, it does. I, I, don't, I don't mind their form and they've got a lot of good players in the right sort of form at the right time. And, yeah, I'm a Melbourne supporter, so, you know, I, I, had, a, I had the joy last year, so we can share it around, can't we? Well, I think I think they've got another gear left in them. I think... Um, They've probably just been treading water a little bit, and they haven't had it. Every, haven't had everything their way this year, but um, I'm sure you know that week off before September, that sort of finals buy, whatever they call it. Yep. I think once every team has that, I reckon we'll see Melbourne just sort of sharpen up and whoever they play in that first week of the finals. And I mean, there's a lot to play for this week. I mean, they they still could finish outside the top four, Melbourne. Um, so yeah, it's, it's huge. They're going to make sure that they lock themselves into a top four spot, give themselves a double chance, and just said that finals by. You got to get that right, and um, yep. um, yeah. So um, I look forward to what's going to hopefully be a really exciting September. Just just with the cats, right? Do you subscribe that they're they're getting old? I mean, I'm looking at their younger players like Holmes and and Parfit and those guys, and and I'm seeing youth, youth. Do you subscribe to the Cats being getting too old? Um, I mean, when you look at... I mean, they have got some great experience, guys like, you know, Cam Guthrie and Mitch Duncan, Dangerfield, Selwood, Smith, um, you know, Blitzavs, Jeremy Cameron. Um, so they have got a lot of experience. Tom, Tom Hawkins, obviously. Even guys like Reece Stanley's been around for a long time. So they've got... They have got an ageing list, yes. Um, Luke, Luke Dowhouse, obviously, who's sort of fighting to get back in the site. But you're right, they have got some really exciting young kids as well. Um, I mean, the other one is sort of Zach Tui. He's been, he's been around but had a really good season as well. But, mm-hmm. yeah, guys like Tom, Hall, uh, Tom Atkins, um, you know, Close, Holmes, um, Stengel's been, you know, a revelation this year. Mark O'Connor's still really young. Sam DeConning has been mm-hmm. sensational, you know. So, um, and even Cooper Stevens, I really like him as well. So, yeah, there's... They all sort of have the, the foundations there. They've got the experience, and it's good that they've been able to inject some youth in there this year. And um, yeah, they're, they're sort of going about it the right way. They're, they're, they're a really smart footy club, and yeah, they're going to be, as we said, they're going to be really hard to beat. They certainly are. Now let's get back to Saturday night, uh, the showdown. Um, can the Crows cause the upset, mate? Oh yeah, they can. Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot depends on the midfield. You know, Laird and Keys. Um, you know, Dawson's had a great season. Um, so yeah, it sort of depends a bit if they can get things going through the midfield. I know, I know a lot of people would say if you can keep Tex Walker quiet, where do the goals come from? So he's kicked forty six goals this year. Tex, um, he's had a really good season. Um, Darcy Fogarty's really hit some form, so they've probably got that two prong attack up there. But if you can keep Tex quiet, keep him to one or two, um, I reckon Port Adelaide will say, you know, let's lead the, let's try and let the rest beat us. So. Um, as I said, stoppage and clearance are critical. So midfield being midfield, I think reckon Porter probably got the edge, but um, uh, Adelaide on their day can be really dangerous. And then, 
yeah, it's what, what, what happens you know, when it goes in the forward line. You know, can Tex get a free run at it? And what about Fogarty? So I'd be there if I was if I was Port, I'd be sort of double teaming Tex, make sure he, he he can't he can't kick you know fours or fives or whatever. And see if the rest can be. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, if the Giants North or Bombers don't come knocking at your door, mate, they've made a mistake. That's for sure after today. He doesn't <laughs> want the stress, mate. <laughs> no, we of course. But, uh, look, Brenton, we've got to leave it there, mate. But uh, thank Thanks you so much. so much for your, the chat, buddy. Really appreciate it. Uh, what well up, boys? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.